Hi there, and God bless you. I'm Brian Hallam. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for downloading it, and thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram and for liking and sharing what we post there. I just want you to know that I believe God wants to do something great in your life and in your family. So as we go into the Word today, let's go in with faith and hope and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do in your life. Give two people a high five. Tell them they look good in church and you can be seated. God bless you. Welcome to New Heights. If it's your first time here, I'm glad you're here. I'd love to meet you after service. I'll be in the lobby. Love to say hi. Also, if you're registered for our um, seminar this Saturday, the Ultimate Life Seminar with Dr. Dave Martin, it is going to be awesome. If you're not quite registered, uh, you can get on the waiting list. If a spot opens up, we'll let you know. But get on that waiting list. It's going to be a great time. We've already uh, started talking about uh, maybe doing another one very soon just because of uh, the... Uh, momentum that we have there. Somebody say amen. amen. I want to talk to you this morning about working out your salvation. Somebody say work out. work out. We all know we're supposed to work out. We just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> work out your salvation. Philippians 2.12. Beloved, as we've always obeyed, as you've always obeyed, this is the apostle writing to the church at Philippi. Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verse 12. My beloved, as you've always obeyed, not just in my presence, but also in my absence when I'm not around. In other words, we don't just act like Christians at church. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, I'm going to preach wherever the love is. So if you want some preaching at you, just talk to me. We don't just act like Christians at church. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, we do it here, we do it there, we are Christians, we are Christ ones, we are representatives of Jesus Christ. So he's writing and he's, he's writing to the church, he goes, you guys are awesome, you guys are like New Heights Church, praise the Lord, because you guys don't just act like Christians at church, but you actually act like, act like Christians outside of church. You act like Christians at work, you act like Christians at the restaurant, you act like Christians at the hotel, praise the Lord. Then he says this. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The original text, uh, uh, those words fear and trembling could could easily be interchanged with awe and reverence. Matter of fact, your Bible might actually say that depending on the translation you have. Work out your own salvation. Somebody say "Your your own. In other words, I'm not called to work your salvation out. You're not called to work my salvation out. We're called to work our own salvation out. In awe and reverence. In awe and reverence of how we actually got saved. You see, being born again is free. You can be saved for free, but it was not cheap. So it is in awe and reverence of what actually brought you to the place of salvation. It was purchased by the blood of the spotless Lamb of God, the highest of prices, the most loftiest of values, the one of the most uh, intense or the most intense exchange that ever took place was the blood of God's Son in exchange for your very life and soul. So when we work out our salvation, we're working it out in awe and reverence of what he has done for us. Somebody say amen. Amen. So for me, and 
I know this is really obvious, but I go to the gym a lot, praise the Lord. My, my typical day, my typical work day starts real early in the morning. And I spend some time in, in what I call meditation. The Bible says that we are to meditate on the word of God. So I'm kind of in prayer, kind of just talking to God, kind of thinking through the day, just rolling over this scripture, thinking about how good and faithful God's been to my family and how good and faithful he's been to our church. And uh, I'm praying for you and I'm just believing God. And then I, then I typically, I go to the gym uh, in the morning. I'll go to the gym and, and I'll go in there and, and I will, you know, work out a muscle group or two. And in the gym, there are a lot of people that look like they go to the gym more than I look like I go to the gym. And I'm like, how in the world? Like, you're, you come here like once a month and you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm here five days a week and then all of a sudden it'll dawn on me, it's the chili dogs I eat, praise the Lord. <laughs> Matthew 23, 23, do this but don't leave the other thing undone. You know what I'm talking about? But either way, you go in there and, and, and there'll be somebody that, that just, just very obvious. They, they have, they have incredible muscles and they have like point oh 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 three body fat, you know. And you're like, man, what is going on? And the reality is, is I have the same muscle, uh, uh, structure or muscular system that they do. They're just working it out different. He says, work out your salvation. In other words, put your salvation to work. If you go, uh, if you leave today, this afternoon, and decide you're going to go to the happiest place on earth, Disney World. At least that's what they say it is. Number one, it's only the happiest place on earth when it's not June, July, or August. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But if you drive all the way to, to, to Florida and you go to Disney World... The first thing you're going to find out is Disney World has its own freeway system, okay? And, and there is not like Disney World. There's like 15 different versions of Disney World. There's Disney World with animals. There's Disney World without animals. There's Disney World with a water park. There's Disney World without a water park. And all of them are called something different. So you get there and you got to start making some decisions. Which Disney World do I want to go to? And you'll drive up and you'll come up to a, a, uh, a check station that you have to drive your car through. And you might think, oh, this might be the place where they will help me pick where I want to go. No. This is the first place of many that you will give them some money today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so you will drive up and they will say, they will say, okay, so you want to go to Disney? I'm like, yeah, well, that'll be $20 so you can park your car. I'm like, does my car get some mouse ears? Praise the Lord. <laughs> so you drive in and then you get to the, the, the Pluto lot or, or the Minnie Mouse lot or whichever one you, you decide to park at. And let me just tell you, Write it down, take a picture of it or whatever, because after you've been at Disney World for 12 hours, because you're going to be trying to get your money's worth, which is impossible, you're going to be trying to get your money's worth, you're not going to remember if it was Pluto or some other dog that you parked next to. So you need to write down where you parked your car. Your kids are going to jump out and they're going to be like, I'm ready to go to Disney. Let's go get the mouse. Oh my goodness, it's going to be amazing. And, and your wife, if, if you're like me, is going to stop them and go, stop. And they're going to be like, ah. Oh. They go, everybody put some sunscreen on. And they're just, 
Remember used to you had to spread it on? Now we just spray, like spray painting our kids like, turn around, spray paint them. And then, you, then you, you realize by the time you actually get to the next gate, to the entry point of the park, you realize they've sweated off all the sunscreen anyway, so whatever. And you get there, and there'll be somebody behind the glass, and they're going to say to you, that's $85. And you're going to be like, hey, no problem. Then they're going to go, each. You're going to give them your money, smiling. And then you're going to walk in to the happiest place on earth. And you have an option now. You can stop there or you can actually go experience what was just paid for. Salvation is the entry point to the kingdom of God. He said work out your salvation, put in practice, put effort behind, put some work behind your salvation. You can walk, so say you pay Disney and you give the mouse your money and then you walk into the gate like this and you tell the kids, okay, stop right here. We're in. And you have not lied, you are in. You are not out anymore, you are in. But you have just crossed over the entry point. Everybody else is running to go ride the rides and eat the cotton candy and buy the bubble machine and watch the shows and do everything. Akuna Matata, pa, pa, pa. what a wonderful phrase. Pa, pa. <laughs> Who has ever been to Disney? Just wave at me. You know what I'm talking about? You, you walk in there and all of a sudden you start smiling again. You're like, ha, Everything's just wonderful. Because what you want to do is you want to go in and experience the magic kingdom. Only a fool would just stand at the gate. He said, work out your salvation. Put some work in to your salvation. You see, everybody has the same muscular system. The difference is some people actually work it out. Some people do something with it and then their muscular system looks different next year than it looks this year and it looks different the year after that. In other words, their system is going from one peak to another peak. The Bible would say from glory unto glory. We're not standing at the gate saying, well, I'm really glad I paid. Now I'm just going to stand here. I'm just going to be in here. Listen, if you thought salvation was all Jesus had for you, somebody lied to you. Salvation is the entry point into the kingdom of the living God. And he has more for you than can be measured in a thousand lifetimes. 
His power and presence will so envelop who you are that you'll say, if I have to be thrown in a fiery furnace, then turn the thing up. I'll jump in the fire myself. I just want Jesus. You see, there is something about knowing him and crossing past past the entry point and saying, I want to dive into the depths of who he is. I want to work out my salvation with in awe and reverence. I don't want to just stand at the gate. I don't want to just pass it. I don't want to get to heaven and be surprised how people act and talk in heaven. I want to experience what Jesus said we could have. He said, your kingdom come here as it is in heaven. There is a depth that you can go in God, but the first thing you've got to do is decide salvation is the entry point, not the destination. Come on, give God a hand of praise in the house. Salvation is the entry point. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you've never been born again. We're going to give you the opportunity to be born again today. But the end of it all is not you saying yes to Jesus. It's the beginning of a new life. It's a new life where all your sins have been washed away. Where now you have a friend that sticks closer than any family member could ever try to stick to you. Now you have a healer that will heal your body in the midnight hour. Now you have a God that will surpass all levels of love that you've ever experienced that wants to be near you at all times. Salvation is the entry point into the kingdom. It's not the only experience God has for you. The kids walk through the door and they just want to run to the next thing. Praise the Lord. I want a Mickey bar. A Mickey bar is an ice cream bar in the shape of a mouse. And what happens is when they put the two ears on it, it goes from five bucks to 25 bucks. (laughs) Special ice cream. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, it don't taste like Bluebell. <laughs> Bubble machines. <laughs> they're in the hand of a, they're in the, the shape of a mouse hand. And you're just, <laughs> and the bubbles are just going. And when you walk in and the person is going, would you like a bubble machine? You're like, no, we're not wasting our money on that. And then it hits you when you're like halfway through the park. You're like, I'll take two. <laughs> Because the kingdom starts to get on you. You start to experience joy. You start to experience happiness. You start to experience things. And now all of a sudden, the stuff that you thought was weird and worthless in the beginning is now your greatest desire. Come on, give God a hand of praise this morning. Now you start going, no, I'm serious. If you want to move like that, Jesus, I'm down with you moving like that. If you want to touch me like that, I'm down with you. touch. If you want to be close to me, I want to be close to you. I was on my way here yesterday. Usually I come on Saturdays and up to the church because it's quiet and there's nobody here. And I like to just look over my notes on a Saturday. I like to spend some time with the Lord. And I'm almost here and the Lord tells me, he tells me exactly what to preach today. Just drops it in my spirit. doesn't happen every time, but it happened. Just boom, just drops it right in my spirit. Just pow. Just say this. I'm like, praise the Lord, I'll say that. I added the mouse part, but. (laughs) He said, just say that. I said, awesome. I'm still driving to the church. He said, now me and you can just hang out. Yeah. 
He'll really talk to you like that. I, he, go, he goes, now that you know what you're going to say, me and you can just hang out. I said, yeah. I got out of my car like I got two bubble machines. I didn't even get my notebook out. I just went in my office and I turned the lights down. I put on some of my favorite music and we just hung out. He said, he said Jesus, what, what do you want to do? He just want to hang out. Me too, man. And before you know it, I'm built up. I'm stronger than I would have been. But it's because I didn't decide that salvation was my destination. Salvation is my entry point And the kingdom is available to me at all times. So I'm going to give you a few keys real quick on how to work out your salvation. Somebody say work out. out. How to work out your salvation. Number one. What's up, Buck? Good to see you, bro. Number one. Buck knows this. Number one. You got to worship him. It's not an option to worship God in heaven. The angels all day, every day, holy. Oh, I feel God in here. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And as soon as they're done saying it, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is is to come. You don't worship God in heaven, you get flung like lightning from the sky. Oh yeah, he's God. We worship him because we get to. We worship him because we want to. But if you want to work out your salvation and see your spiritual muscles grow, you're going to have to worship him. Dads, let me talk to you for a minute because I are one. You come in the house of God and you stand there like a statue with a grumpy goat look on your face. You got chill bumps on top of your chill bumps and you're acting like you don't feel a thing. Your kids are going, ha, ha, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're acting like, like, like kids. We love you, Jesus. You're sitting there. Before you know it, what's on you will rub off on them. Or, you don't have to act like a crazy person. Some of y'all were like, rats. (laughs) You don't have to act like a crazy person. But if you want to work out your salvation, you want to put some work into your salvation, you want to see your spiritual, you got to worship him. Come on, David wrote, and he said this. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. So you might not feel like it, but you don't have a say in the matter. You will bless the Lord. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. You worship the Lord. And then all of a sudden, you become the example that they're going to follow. And when your kids begin to get older, they will have already come up with the knee-jerk position of when times get tough, I worship the Lord. When times are great, I worship the Lord. In times in the middle, I worship the Lord. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. No matter what I see with my natural eyes, I 
still worship him because he is the Alpha and the Omega. And it all started because a mom and a dad decided, I'm going to worship the Lord and I don't care who sees. If you're going to experience God, I mean, if you're really going to see your salvation get strengthened, your salvation, look, you got it, okay? If you're saved, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you're saved by grace through faith. If, if you give your life to Jesus, you repent of your sins, you're saved. But it doesn't stop there. Don't stop at the gate. Why, would, why, why in the world would we want to just get in when there's so many things we can experience in who he is? But you got to worship him. When the band starts playing a song that you know, sing it. When the band starts playing a song that you don't know, that's why we put the words on the wall. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Sing the song. And then just like he said, he goes, I thank God that you guys don't act this way just here. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Your car becomes a symphony that sounds like heaven. Your shower, to worship you, I live. Don't act like y'all don't sing in the shower, praise the Lord. Your house becomes a place where the praises of God arise at any moment, at all times. Because he said, if I will be lifted up, I'll draw all men, all people unto me. That's why it feels so good in here right now because Jesus is here. That's why it feels so good in here. That's why when you walk, everybody says the same thing when I meet them. Man, people at your church are so nice. I'm like, get to know them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're so nice. They are. It's the best people in the world right here. Praise the Lord. Come on, give God a hand of praise. I make a lot of jokes. But the truth is, it's the spirit of the living God that's on this house, this work, these people, this move. And we're committed to one thing, really, too. Loving people and pointing them to Christ. That's it. So when people come in and they're loved, and then they're like, yeah, but I got this problem, that problem, that problem. We're like, cool. Jesus will fix it. Loving people and pointing them to Christ. And then we come in here, and every light bulb, every song, every drumstick, everything that we have is designed to magnify him so that people can come here out of a hurting, bleeding, and dying world and encounter the God that created them. Because he will say the same thing to you he's been saying from the beginning. You are mine. I am yours. Now let's move forward together. If you're going to work out your salvation, you got to worship him. Doesn't have to look like everybody around you, but you got to worship him. I tell my kids like this, I said, when you feel God, when you sense him in your mind or your heart, that feeling, lean towards it and not away from it. And you'll find 
the depths that you will fall in are deeper than you could ever imagine. Because I don't want them to live their life at the gate. Do I want them saved? Yeah, duh. But I don't want them to get there and go, oh, we made it. I want them to get there and have Jesus go, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on, give God a big hand of praise this morning. Number one, we got to worship. Number two, it's going to get real for a minute, okay? Number two, you have to learn his word. Come on, we know who Jesus is because of the Bible. You find out who you are because of the Bible. The Bible's the only book you can read that reads you. You start reading it, and all of a sudden you begin to find out who you are. Because if not, you don't know, and you might believe something that's, inac- that's inaccurate about yourself. You might feel like you're less than, and you didn't realize that you're actually the head and not the tail. You might feel like you can't do something when the reality is you can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength to do it. You, you might believe something. You might believe nobody wants you when he, says, when he says, no, no, no. He said, I feed the birds of the air. He said, how much more so do I care about you, each one of you? Each one. You'll believe something that's not true if you don't know what the Word says about you. You've got to find out what the Bible says. You're here on a Sunday morning. You want to know what the Bible says. Let me tell you what he's saying. Uh, there's one scripture. It says, he's singing over you. My children, from the time they were born, we've sung them to sleep at night, still to this day. And I just picture God singing over me. says he's singing over us. There's no adults in the kingdom of God. Not according to the Bible. He calls us children of God. The reason he calls us children is because then we can begin to understand the parental relationship that a child has with a loving father and the concept of him singing over I sing to him like this. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves Haley. Yes, Jesus loves Walker Lee, yes, Jesus loves Trinity, the Bible tells me so. And then I go thank Crystal for giving me names that end in E. (laughs) He's singing over you. Close your eyes just a second. Do you hear him? Do you hear him just singing over you today? With hope and love and joy and peace, life, strength, a new future. 
going to work out our salvation. We're not staying at the gate. We're going, we're going on into the park. <laughs> we're going to worship. Say this. Say, I'm a worshiper. All the days of my life. Now you guys can look back up at me. Number two, we got we to gotta learn what the word says. Because if we don't know what the word says, we don't know he's singing over us. We don't know where the head and not the tail. We don't know that it's illegal for us to be sick. The Bible says you have been healed by the stripes on Jesus' back. Now that doesn't mean that a symptom won't try to get on you. It just means you're not sick trying to get healed. You're healed fighting off a sickness. But if you don't know what the word says, you don't know. You don't know Jesus died to set you free. You, you'll spend your life bound. There's a great movie. I don't recommend it for children. We tried to watch it with our kids, and it was too intense. Uh, it's called Risen. It's about they, they tried to find Jesus' body after he was killed or after he rose from the dead. They couldn't find it, but they have a great uh, a segment in it where they bring Mary Magdalene in front of this centurion who's trying to, uh, you know, interrogate her. Tell us where Jesus is. And she's just staring out the window. Because Jesus is alive, and she met him, you know. She's staring out the window. He's like, tell us where Jesus is. And she's like, he's all around us right now, you know. <laughs> and they're like, tell us where he is. Oh, bring him up. What is he? Is he some kind of ghost? Where is he? And she's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I don't know. And finally, the guy says to him, he goes, if you tell me where Jesus is, I'll set you free. And she smiled at him and said, I'm already free. But if you don't know what the word says, you don't know you're free because whom the sun sets is free indeed. You got to know the word. Number one, you got to worship. Number two, you got to know the word. Somebody say, I'm going to learn the word of God. I'll give you two places you can start. Number one, you can start with the book of John. If you don't know where to read in the Bible, just start with the book of John. The beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. It's the gospel of love. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Fourth book in the New Testament. The New Testament starts where Jesus comes on the scene. The Old Testament is the stuff before Jesus, which is important as well. But if you're going to start reading your Bible, start with the book of John. It's a beautiful picture of who Jesus is. The other thing you could do is grab the book of Proverbs. It's in the Old Testament. It was written uh, mostly by Solomon and his wife at the time, uh, one of his wives. And what they did is uh, they wrote some, some wise notes and thoughts for their offspring. There's 31 chapters. Generally, there's 31 days in a month. Just read the chapter that coincides with the day of the month. So today, read the 22nd. Get some wisdom in your life. God's people perish for a lack of knowledge, a lack of information. You have a gas gauge so you'll know when to fuel up. If you don't have a gas gauge, you're running out of gas, period. If you don't have the information, you don't have the knowledge. Number one, we're going to worship God. Number two, we have to find out what his word says. Number three, maybe the most important when it comes to what's a priority to Christ. When Crystal and I go to a restaurant, we almost always want to order the same thing, which is frustrating to me because I want to order this, but I also want to try this other thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, how about I order this, babe? How about I get the chicken fajitas, praise the Lord? And you get the enchiladas. And I'll have me a little bite of the enchilada. And she's like, but I wanted chicken fajitas. I'm like, okay, praise God. 
Thursday night we were eating and we went to a steakhouse and I'm having a great steak. It's wonderful. Are you hungry yet? And I'm sitting there and I cut into it and a knife just falls through it. You know the time. And I immediately started speaking in tongues right there. I just knew something was happening. <laughs> Glory adios. And I take a bite of that wonderful steak. And my first thought, baby, you got to try this. This is good. And I cut her a piece so tiny you can barely see it. <laughs> and I'm like, here. And she's like, where? I'm like, it's right there. And she's like, mmm. Tastes like fork. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. My knee-jerk response after tasting something so good was to share it. Scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. For you and for me, if we're going to work out our salvation, you got to share him. You can't, he, he didn't die just so you would take him and get fat on him and not help anybody around you. He died to set you free so you could help set other people free. If you want to work out your salvation, if you want your salvation to grow, if you want your spiritual muscles to grow, if you want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the spirit, you're going to have to share some Jesus. You're going to have to tell, oh, God, send me to Asia. Your neighbor doesn't know Jesus. got to know what Jesus did for me. He set me free. I used to be this. I used to be that. But he set me free. He will do the same thing for you. You've got to share him. you got to tell somebody about your church. you got to tell somebody about the move of God you're having in your home. you got to tell somebody about what Jesus did for you. you got to tell somebody. You want to see your muscles spiritually? You want to see those spiritual muscles begin to flex and grow and change and all of a sudden a confidence hits your life like you've never experienced? you got to share Jesus. You have to share him. You can't keep him to yourself. It was not about just you. It's about you and everybody you know and care about. Everybody. There's not one person Jesus wants to go to hell. Not one. And if somebody told you Jesus only likes white people, they lied and they might go to hell. If Jesus told you, if somebody said Jesus only likes black people, they lied. If Jesus said he only likes people like me who are red in the summer and white in the winter. I have multiple colors depending upon where my clothes land. It's not true. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that you and me might would believe on him and have eternal everlasting life with him. Don't get saved and stay at the gate. Woohoo! We're going to make it. <laughs> Yee! You got a lot of time left. If Jesus was done with you, you'd be in heaven. 
He's not done with you. Worship Him. Find out what His Bible says. And my God in heaven, share Him. Tell somebody what He did for you. People will overcome what they are bound in with two parts to a beautiful recipe. The blood of the Lamb and your testimony. Tell God what He did. Tell people what God did for you. If He set you free, tell them He set you free. Well, how do I do that? You can talk about anything you want to talk about. You just got to decide you're going to point the conversation in that direction. Oh, I'm nervous about it. Everybody's nervous about it. Every person that ever goes and witnesses, especially when they're first starting, there is a sense of nervousness that comes on them. But our mind, will, and emotions does not tell us what to do. We tell our mind, will, and emotions what to do. Because that person getting born again is more important than my insecurities. Oh, what if they say no? You may get 99 no's in a row. That one yes. Did you know somebody witnessed to Billy Graham? Look what he did. Who witnessed to you? Was it your mom, your grandma, your neighbor, your friend? Who told you about Jesus? Who told you about a church where they preached Jesus? Who told you about a church where you could feel his manifested tangible presence? Who told you about that? Could you imagine that person in Jesus' eyes? Wow, they told somebody about me. This is when those spiritual muscles start to grow. See, I don't want to go to heaven tomorrow. But when I go, I want my spiritual muscles to be popping like Schwarzenegger at a Mr. Olympia contest. Get back! Get back! I better not see that on the internet. Church was great today. Pastor busted a blood vessel. Oh, the blood in my preacher's eye. You gotta share him. 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 He's too much for just you. You got to share him. He gave himself for you so you could give him away. You have to share him. If you want to see God really move in your life, if you want to work out that salvation, if you want to see those spiritual biceps begin to grow, you've got to share Jesus. You have to tell somebody. And it is the most addictive thing on the planet. When you finally do it, And somebody says yes. Or somebody calls you a week later and said, you were saying that about Jesus. I didn't understand at the time, but will you tell me more? All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit of God fills you and every void and every insecurity melts like wax because you know eternity is changing in that very moment for someone. Nothing, and I mean nothing, motivates me more than seeing somebody come to Christ. Nothing. I don't make any bones about it with my children. It is our culture. We will stop what we are doing. 
in that moment at that time to go and witness and win somebody. We were driving to um, Colorado one time. And I, and, I, and I walked in to this restaurant called Carl's Jr. It's a vegan place where they have salads and stuff. So I was just getting me a little, just a light side salad, praise the Lord. And I'm sitting there, and I'm actually in the car now that I remember, because we had a little dog, and the little dog, he had to eat his dinner. So I'm standing there with the dog in the parking lot, or by the car, and, and Crystal and the kids are they're in the house, they're in the restaurant getting the food, and they come out. So, you know, we have a changing of the guard. Here's the leash, okay? I'm going to go in. Now I'm going to potty, and then we will be back on the road. Praise the Lord. Let's go. So I go in, uh, uh, and I'm washing my hands, and I'm walking back out of the restaurant, and, and the Lord says, go back in there and tell them about me. And I thought, there's a bacon cheeseburger sitting in that car right there. How about I take me a couple bites of that? And then maybe I'll call Carl. <laughs> and I took another step towards the car. And then I thought, what if it was my kids? Wouldn't I want somebody to be obedient and go talk to them? So I turn around. I walk back in. And I said, I said hey, what's up? There's a few people in there. Went over and introduced myself. Hey, I'm Brian. Just passing through. Just wanted to you know, say hello and let you guys know that Jesus cares about you very much. Everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, pray. That's great. That's great. Cool. You know, kind of looking at me wild-eyed like what? <laughs> I walked back out. And I thought, yeah, I just did what God told me to do. And God said, go back. I said, that's going to be weird. <laughs> go back <laughs> thinking about that cheeseburger I mean my salad I'm thinking about my salad no dressing just arugula some spinach tomatoes I go back in I'm like hey you know I know I just walked out and now they're looking at me like I got three horns okay I'm like I hate to sound you know, odd. But two times the Lord came, told me to come in here. I said, I can't leave until I feel like God will let me leave. And then instantly the word of wisdom, word of knowledge started coming to me. I said, who is it that's fighting cancer? And the lady standing up against the trash can that I didn't even know was listening collapsed on the floor and screamed. And I said, get her out of here. No, I just... <laughs> I said, is it you? She said, my daddy. I said, well, God's going to heal your daddy. She said, I don't know if he's saved. She said, God's going to save your daddy. And we prayed. Had a powerful moment. Same thing. It looked like a Benny Hinn meeting. And Carl's Jr., y'all. I don't even think I told him I was a preacher. I just told him, God loves you. See you later. So I, I walked out of there, and by the time I'd left, all the cooks and everybody had come out from around the corner, and everybody that was in line had come over, and we were just having church right in Carl's Jr. And finally, I said, all right, I got to go. 
I got a cheeseburger waiting on me. I mean, a salad. Praise the Lord. What what I'm telling you, and it doesn't always happen like that. Matter of fact, yesterday it didn't happen like that. I was witnessing some people yesterday. And it was very awkward for me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say, hey, you know, Jesus really loves you, you know? Is there anything I can pray for you about? No, man. Weird. I get it. I'm not mad. I still want him to go to heaven. But you got to share him. You got to share him with your friends and your family. Something good happens, call you a Christian and tell them about it. A Christian will get happy with you. When something bad happens, call a Christian that will bomb heaven in prayer. Don't call a Christian that will woe is me with you. It's God that works in you to will and do of his good pleasure. Do all these things without murmuring and disputes that you may may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Come on, we're going to work out our salvation. We're going to work it out. We're going to walk in. We're just going to be like lights in the world. Everywhere we go, just shining the light of Christ. Why? Because we're working out. The only way something grows, the only way a muscle grows is it has to have some resistance. That's what lifting weights is. You're putting resistance against the muscle and then once you've done that, after some time passes, the muscle grows stronger than it was before. That's why he's saying, work out your salvation. And next year, we should be having a very different conversation. This is Jesus talking. We should be having a very different conversation than we're having now. Because next year, you should be stronger. Because you are working out what he gave you your position of salvation and refusing to stay at the gate. Somebody say amen. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm done teaching. We're going to worship just for a moment. I sense the presence of the Lord even now. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Thank you for your anointing that destroys all yokes. What did one egg say to the other? You must be yoking. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes, please. If you're here today and you're not right with God, you're not living right or doing right, the entry point is salvation. And you have have to come into that place. There is only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. There are not ten ways to heaven. Only one. His name is Jesus. He died for you, he rose from the dead for you, and he offers you everlasting life as an entry point into his kingdom. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, or you would say it differently, you would say, you know what, I used to walk strong with God, but I'm backslidden. I'm like the prodigal son. I need to give my life to him today for the first time, or maybe you need to give it back to him. 
The Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And we just have to open the door and he'll come in. If that's you and you're here today, you've never given your life to Jesus. Or you've backslidden. When I count to three, I want you to lift your hand tall and bold. And with that uplifted hand, you're just saying, oh God, remember me. And he really, really will. He'll just save you. that's you and I count to three lift it tall one two three lift your hand real tall I see that hand God bless you I see that hand I see that hand I see that hand is there anyone else nobody's looking around but you just say you know what for real I sense that in my heart I sense him calling me I want you to know that he's not here to condemn you. There you are. He's here to forgive you. If that, if that heaviness is on you, let him set you free today. It's what he really will do. It just set you, it's what he did for me. He just set me free. One, two, three. Lift it real tall. I see you over there. God bless you. All right, let's pray, y'all. Listen, everybody's going to pray this together, but if you lifted your hand, I want you to pray this like you're talking to Jesus, like he's right here with us now, because he really is. Church, help us pray. Say this. Say, oh God, I come to you now, and I ask you to save me. Write my name in your book. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my victory. I repent of my sins. And I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. For those of you who prayed that prayer, we celebrate with you today. It's a powerful thing to give your life to God or give your life back to God. I encourage you, let us know about it. You can stop by the light wall. Also, if it's your first time here, I'd love to meet you and just say hello. Uh, We'd also love to send uh, a donation in your name down to the orphanage in Guatemala that we work with called Casa Angelina. If you didn't stop by the light wall in the lobby before service, stop by after service, and we'll make sure uh, that that gets done. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're going to dismiss service in about three minutes. But there is an opportunity when you come to the house of God to not just hear about Him, but to experience Him. He can say something in your heart. He can say something in your mind. He can touch you in a way that only you know and only you need. So for the next few minutes, I'm going to ask the worship team to worship. And I'm going to ask you to engage in worship as well. Kind of like how I talk with my kids. Lean into that feeling and not out of it. If you want to work out your salvation, you got to worship. you got to know what His Word said. And then you got to share Him. So let's worship Him today. This is His house. We're here because of Him. We're here because Jesus loves us at a level that is indescribable. Amen? Let's all lift our hand. Father, in Jesus' name, as we worship you, we would love, we would love, Lord God, for you to come and touch us once again before we leave. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Let's sing this out together. We
we thank you for your presence. Thank you for that great anointing that destroys all yokes. We thank you, Lord God, for the joy found in worshiping you. We thank you for the opportunity to learn your word. We thank you for the opportunity to share you with all we come in contact with. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask one more question before we leave. If you're here today, you've never joined our great church, but you know this is a house for you. You sense the presence of God during worship. You sense the presence of God even while I'm speaking. The Bible says this, those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in God's courts. Anything that's uprooted, doesn't matter how big the tree is, you uproot it, it will die. But if it's planted, now it has an opportunity to flourish. So that's why we always like to give an opportunity for you and your family to join our church because we want you planted in the house of God that you might flourish. Somebody say amen. amen. Therefore, if that's you and you're here today, I'm not going to call you the front. I'm not going to embarrass you. Nobody's going to point you out. There's no prerequisite to joining. Our churches, we got a super simple vision. You know it, say it with me. We exist to love people and point them to Christ. So if you can get behind that, we'd love for you to lock arms with us. Because you know people we don't know. We're trying to reach this whole community. And you know some people we don't know. So we would love for you to lock arms with us. So if you're here today and you say, that's me, preacher. I want to join New Heights Church today. I want this to be my home church. When I count to three, just lift your hand. Let us tell you we love you. One, two, three. Lift your hand, tall and bold. Praise God right over here. God bless you. Big decision. Anybody else? God bless you in the back in a new comfy, cozy chair back there. Praise the Lord. Not having to sit in folding chairs anymore. You guys are making a great decision. I'd love to meet you both after service. I'll be at the light wall as well. But let's pray. If I lift your hand. Father, for those who are joining our church, I say that they are partakers of every grace that's on this house according to the book of Philippians. I say in Jesus' name that they're the head and not the tail. They'll be blessed in their coming in and going out. Now, for every person under the sound of my voice, I thank you, God, for healing our bodies, for setting us free, and for helping us work our salvation out. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info, and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.